guys and welcome or welcome back to Heike Adulting aka the not so serious guide as to how to live your best life as a teen, late teen, or fresh adult. I am your host Jada Jones and today we've got someone that has a similar name to me. Her name is Jade Darmawangza and Jade is the definition of a girl boss. She's an entrepreneur who dropped out of high school to pursue her businesses so if you guys want to be your own future bosses this episode will definitely be golden. But before we get into that let's go ahead and get into the highs and lows of the week. Guys, this week has just been interesting. The low definitely has to be something that I can't really disclose on here. So basically I left something and I let go of something that was really beneficial for me because other than that, I really wouldn't have been able to take off my own career if I didn't let go of something that was holding me down, if that makes any sense. So you guys could be able to tell if you were to look at my Instagram bio and see that it's no longer there, but that's all I'm gonna say. So yeah, I left something and I'm really glad that I did just because it wasn't serving me. It was a big safety net for me because I felt like, wow, I had my life together because I was a part of this thing. And yeah, but I mean, now I, I really do think that that has turned into a high. Like I really am so glad that I left. Again, don't wanna disclose too much, but if you guys follow me on Instagram, you may or may not be able to realize what happened. And on to new things, like honestly, on to new things. Really excited. So that has definitely turned into a high. So now we're going to move into the highs. My high for this week is taking a social media detox. Like as of right now, I'm recording this Monday, the day before you guys are listening to this episode. I'm so glad I'm taking a social media break. Don't have Instagram on my phone. Don't have Snapchat. Don't have YouTube studio. Don't have YouTube. I don't have anything on my phone right now. And um, you guys will be seeing a post on my Instagram. If you guys follow me on Instagram about the episode going live, but I have Jade, my sister Jade posting on my behalf. So with that being said, it's been so good to just really get away from social media, even if it's for this one week. I had a video go out Sunday and I'm just letting that do whatever it does. Haven't even checked the stats. And then I have a cover going up Wednesday. So if you guys are listening to this on Tuesday, I have a video going up tomorrow and I'm not premiering it or anything. I'm just going to let it schedule and go live. It's been so chill. Like it's already Monday morning and I feel so much more refreshed. Like I cannot tell you guys how wonderful it has been to wake up and not go on social media. I'm obsessed with this app slash website called Medium. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I'm actually thinking about starting to write articles on there soon, but in the meantime, I've just been reading a lot and just really absorbing the content on this platform and I am obsessed. I love starting my day reading like three or four Medium articles just to like get started, you know, to do my thing. And it's been awesome. Like I love the app so much and like it just makes me want to like it makes me so inspired to create on there and to share things as well. I might film a whole YouTube video on that if I do choose to start writing on Medium just to see kind of what happens. Um, I know Shelby Church did that video and she did really, really well. So not saying that it's going to be like super, super well for me or anything like that, but I think it would be, you know, nice to document a journey of someone who doesn't have as huge of a following as Shelby. Yeah, so I've been reading Medium articles. I got this new alarm clock app because I feel like I struggle to wake up in the morning so much because I just want nothing more than to go back in bed because I mean, I can trick myself into like really relaxing and like falling asleep again, like easy. I got this app called Alarmy. It's alarm and then why. So Alarmy, it's a love-hate relationship to say the least. Um, Yeah, I have to answer math problems in order to turn off my alarm. So they're like, I choose the normal version. So it's like things like 23 plus 47, things like that, that aren't like super hard, but like it's like a normal thing to like kind of get your brain awake. So I've been waking up my brain in that sense. I think it has really helped because I woke up and I was like, good to go. So now I'm going to use that from now on. If you guys want to try it and tag me on Instagram to see if you guys have been using it, let me know 
it's been a great old time. Social media and just kind of getting rid of it and not having it be the first thing that I look at every single morning has been such a blessing. It's been so great and just so relaxing. Like when your phone is just automatically there, it's so compelling to just be like, let me pick this up. Let me just check my email. Let me check my DMs. Let me check my message. Like I, I literally read something this morning on Medium that said an average American checks their phone every six minutes. So like checks their emails or texts or messages every six minutes. And we don't realize that we do it, but we do just because our phone is our safety net. As I move back into social media next week and download everything back on Sunday, I'm just going to reform how I do a couple of things, which is I believe the best way to go about it, not to like cut it out of my life completely and delete social media and go off the grid because I love social media. It's my job. I love doing it, but there needs to be a better balance. Whether if that is like really not using social media to wake me up in the first thing in the morning and reading a Medium article, that's worked for me. That's switched my brain. That's switched my mentality. That's the same thing that you guys can do for so many things, whether if that's work, things that you do in your life, any of that kind of stuff. So I highly suggest just like really taking the time to nitpick your routine, see what's working, see what's not working see what you can change, see what you can add, see what you can subtract, all that kind of stuff. And just kind of see how you can make your days a little bit better. Because I really think, oh my gosh, like I can't even tell you guys, like I love not being on social media. It is so nice. And you feel like you just have so much time. You're not going down a loophole on Instagram all day, every day. And it just feels amazing. So that's pretty much it. Like, honestly, that was my highs and lows. Pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Now I'm going to lead you guys into the quote of the week. And I actually just decided to use this quote because I felt that it was very important to just have this quote being like said because it's one of my favorite things ever if you never ask the answer will always be no and I wanted to bring that quote on the podcast just because I think I've been using it a lot throughout this week especially I've been doing a lot of like work on my own for businesses and just like so many random things on my own I want to be able to just ask freely you know and not have to worry about oh what are they going to think of me like whatever like just ask because you never know and then if you never ask the answer will always be no so if you guys have that one like client that you want to reach out to and pitch something do it you have to do it because the answer will always be no so I wanted to bring that up because that has been pretty prevalent in my life today so yes last but not least we have the reviewer of the week and guess what guys we don't have one because we have slowed down on the reviews friends I want to thank you guys also just for all all of the support honestly it's been the freaking best I see you guys are like actively posting on social media like on Instagram and all that kind of stuff and reposting it but the one thing that my podcast does need are reviews so definitely if you are posting on Instagram and want to take it the extra step to just review the podcast again it would mean so much but until then we don't have a review of the week I have like old ones that I could read but I'm like they're not like they're not relevant right now you know so send in some reviews so that you can be featured in next week's episode and that's about it with that being said thank you guys so much for listening to me chat and I I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. All right. Hello, Jade. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. I've been wanting to have you on for a while because I just wanted your insight on so many things. Tell me a little bit about yourself and the work that you do. Um, For sure. So I'm currently in San Luis Obispo, California. I'm a very... I was born and raised in California, so obviously my heart went into media and um, marketing. So I am, I'm Jade. I'm the founder of X8 Media. We're creating a lot of media content for brands in the tech and SaaS um, industry. And on the other side, I have my own personal brand where I teach creators what I've learned in influencer marketing. So 
everything I do is from making content to managing marketing campaigns for other brands to surfing on my own time. So that's a bit about my life. That's amazing. Yes, I see the surfing lifestyle that you've been incorporating and I'm here for it. How did you kind of get to this position? I know that you started out as a content creator on YouTube. So how did this kind of transition into business as well as how did you incorporate the both into your life? I was nine years old when I first started my first YouTube channel. And ever since then, it was history. I think for a lot of us, I got inspired by, you know, the OG YouTubers, Stila Babo 9, Bethany Moda. Oh my gosh. Right? Yes. Like, oh, there's a bunch. Um, And it's uh-huh. weird to say, like, they're my friends now because that's how fast everything happened. Uh, the people I grew up watching, I always end up um, working with now. So that's just super weird. But it's been a 10-year journey. Um, So I started YouTube when I was nine. I've always wanted to run a business, I think. Like, I didn't really care about the whole boss title. All I cared about was just being able to make videos and sell stuff. So at 10, I had my first e-commerce store where I sold these. They're called squishies. And essentially, if you're familiar with like um, stress balls, it's kind of like that. So I sold that, um, quite a bit of that. And then throughout my, I don't know, middle school and high school, I was still doing YouTube, but not as consistent. I feel like everyone goes through a phase where like, they get really excited and then they get busy. And, you know, of course I was like any teenager and that happened to me. But I think what made me really want to take it more seriously was in high school. Um, yeah, I think in high school I realized school and the regular career path wasn't for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I decided to drop out of school and then go into YouTube full time. So that's that was a, that was like four years ago. Uh, yeah. now, um, and now I'm here. Yeah, I wanted to definitely talk about that today because that was the first thing that when I first, you know, came across your channel and all that kind of stuff, I was like, oh my gosh, like she literally dropped out of high school. Um, We can kind of relate in some kind of way because I graduated early. So I was like, you know what, this isn't for me. I don't really feel like pursuing college right now. And if anything, if I really want to go back, that's always an option, you know, so that's never going to ever be like, oh, you can't go to college because you didn't go right after high school, you know, so I definitely wanted to ask what was your thought process of just dropping out and just starting something new? Because I know at that age it's so you know it's a really pivotal moment in your life especially to just take a path that not many people take so go ahead and just talk about that a little bit yeah the funny thing is oh yesterday I went on a date um, I had a bumble date and <laughs> yes, <ma'am. laughs> if you're listening hey what's up no I'm joking this dude doesn't know what I did so it was really hard to like because he went to college and stuff so he was like wow that sounds he like he asked a similar question like wasn't it scary to leave school at such a young age to just go full-time and like you know, start making money right off the bat without education. And he asked me that and he said it was super scary. And then I said, okay, you call it scary, but I call it fun. So I don't know. I think I get bored really easily. So I don't, I genuinely have more fun by doing things that are scary to me um, than doing things that are like given. And I, I think that's just personally for me what I enjoy. Um, so like forget the, the fear part. Yes, of course, I was scared of like not having money or my parents weren't supporting me at this, not supporting. They were supporting me emotionally, but like financially, um, you know, I didn't really have a safety net. So like, yeah, it, that's scary. But I actually personally wouldn't want to live another life because I realized that it's so important to enjoy the process of everything you're doing. So instead of being mm-hmm. scared, I just enjoyed the process. And like, there's some, it's really weird, but like, I ha- didn't have a goal to have a million subscribers. Like, I feel like a lot of people, they like put their head down and they wanted to like, mm-hmm. I don't know, make money fast. Like, that's not my goal, like at all. And, and, agreed. Um, you know, luckily, of course, I was able to make money and, and grow, but like, my initial goal was literally just to make videos and work with creative people. Like, that was it. Like, it was just make my own content and I work with cool, 
cool people. And then that was literally it. And I didn't really care about anything else. So because I didn't have pressure on myself to prove someone something, and also like I, I knew that I wasn't in it for the money, like the entire process of dropping out was extremely fun. Like I would actually redo it again. Like <laughs> it was really fun. No, I completely feel where you're coming from. I too am someone who just gets so bored and just kind of unamused with the, you know, the linear lifestyle that everyone, I guess, wants to obtain. There is nothing wrong with that, but I just feel like it's just genuinely not for everybody. You know, like I definitely went to a performing arts high school, which that's also just not normal to begin with, but you know, and then kids go to college for musical theater and that's kind of the norm for what my school did. But I mean, I just wanted to go ahead and jump straight into the real world. And I love business as well. I love entrepreneurship. I just love getting my hands on something like just doing something. And I kind of like the adrenaline rush as well. So I definitely, I guess, just kind of relate to that and just the sense of I need something new. I'm bored. I need to try something new. And then I feel like it's much more fun. That's more of a story to tell. I'm always thinking about like, what kind of story can I tell from this, you know? So I guess just moving to New York City and that whole process of just starting my life so early on, I'm like, I would have, you know, I wouldn't have traded it for any other thing, you know? Have you ever felt like you had to live up to the Asian success stereotype? I too am Asian. So I definitely wanted to hear your input on that. Here's the thing. I'm an only child. So I think it's different in every household. I really believe your childhood really does affect how you grow up. So like for me, there was no competition like <laughs> I there was yeah, my parents and and like I know it's like a I don't know it's a blessing and a curse because I literally had no friends at the same time but like all the world was my oyster like I didn't have comparison like yeah my mom compared me to like xyz cousin but like I think mm-hmm. genuinely just to be honest like I know I, I did not because I don't think my parents and they did a great job doing this made me feel like I had to prove something to them I think they really love me for for I think I hope they do I mean of course they were actually <laughs> super uh you know brutally um motivating at some points about that didn't get good grades but like I think when I started to do business and YouTube more like they didn't care like my extended yeah. family had different opinions but they even didn't care about that so like I don't know I feel like my parents did a good job of not making me give a shit that's good yeah I feel the same way I think it was kind of a thing where I guess my parents kind of assumed like I guess she's gonna go to college afterward like I mean I did amazing in school it wasn't one of those things where I was like I hate school I'm just not gonna do it and then I'm gonna try something else everyone was like why isn't she going to college why you know why is she doing the thing that's easy for her and I guess I didn't want what was easy like I really did want to just try something else venture into something else and it seemed as though it's like all of the stereotypes didn't even stem from my family or like all of the I guess pressure and stress didn't even stem from my family it was more from the whole college education system stereotype that everyone was trying to push upon high school students to kind of figure out what they wanted to do before they even turn 18 like you know like you have to choose your college major and tour all these colleges and know what exactly you want to do by that age and I just I hate that so much so what is your two cents on just the education system I mean yeah I mean the reason why you drop out of school or not dropped out of school but I uh, didn't go to college is not because you're not smart it's because you're actually smart like I don't know I feel like it's two scenarios like if you have if your parents have money and they're paying for college like go to probably you should go to right. college agreed like, agreed that's agreed. fine like I don't care it's not, like you know like they save that money up for you and you know do it but okay for anyone who didn't have that, like my parents did not have money. So like I was not going to not only take a loan, but make them stressed to learn something where I could just learn by myself on YouTube. Like, I don't know. I think it Mm -hmm. depends. Like it really does depend because like if you have the money, I honestly think college makes sense. You can learn a lot and you, you have an experience, but like if you're broke, like don't, that's my personal opinion. So in regards to the educational system, I think it's for, it's, it's definitely for a doctor. It's definitely for a certain person. Like, I don't think Mm -hmm. if, if I were as ignorant to say like, 
school is stupid. It would be stupid because we need doctors and we still need other tasks. Right. I just think like there's a certain person out there that doesn't need it. And the only reason why they're going is because they feel pressured. So I don't know. I also think like, especially unless you're going into a STEM or um, like a medical or law career, like there's so many resources online where I rather not only learn online, but then get paid to learn versus having to pay someone to teach me and just do the push-ups. Mm-hmm. So I think if you just look at it logically and how outdated the system is, it's it's for a particular person. I totally agree. Um, I always say the same thing as well. I'm like, look, if you can afford it, you better damn well go. Like that is so smart for you to just go ahead and go get that education, do what you need to do. And then you can decide because you have the option to decide what would you encourage like someone to do right now who just doesn't know what they want to do. And maybe they're a junior or senior in college and they're like, well, I have so many options. I don't want to, I don't know what to do. What would you say for them? Well, to that person, the reason why you don't know what to do is because you're asking people to tell you what to do. You know what you want to do. Like, you, like most of you, everyone knows what they want to do. It's just they're like, well, that's not realistic. Well, my parents are like, no, like, you know what you want to do. <laughs> like, why aren't you doing it? It's because you keep asking those questions. So don't ask me. It's just like literally do. I know so many people like deep down, they know what they want to do. They want to be an artist. They want to be a model. They want to be, um, you know, a business owner of, of a vintage shop, but they just keep mm-hmm. lying to themselves and asking like, they don't know what they do. Yeah. You do. So just be honest because mm-hmm. the only person you're afraid of pissing off is other people around you you should be more afraid of pissing off yourself like what if you don't live up to what you you want to do and I think it's important to like ask advice do your do your research but at the end of the day I think too many people and I have this as well where I don't trust my gut I think there's something like this world is not logical if you're trying to literally explain what's the most logical choice like don't because marketing um trends business is not logical for example I think there's a quote if you asked Henry Ford, if you ask the people at that time what they wanted, they ask, they tell you that they want faster horses. They didn't tell you they wanted cars. This world is not logical. So if you have a gut, right. it doesn't make sense. Just do it because nothing is logical. Like, I mean, it, it does. It literally like to not make sense and to do something for you is the most logical thing. Yeah, I've realized that so much this year as well that especially I mean, I feel like everyone's realized it's not just me. I feel like that's just a big thing right now where everyone's just realizing what's really important to them and just kind of figuring out priorities from there and stemming from why why would I just like figure out what everyone else wants for me and whatever, you know, when you can just really sit down with yourself and be like, what do I want? And even if even if you don't know what you want for whatever forsaken reason, I feel like it's important to just explore, like pick up a skill, do something. But the worst thing that you can probably do is just sit down and do nothing and wait for something to smack you in the face like you said what was your experience with those around you um when dropping out of high school like how did your friend circle change how was everyone kind of adapting to that because I mean that's a big thing to go again with when you're at that age it's like you know you're trying to still figure out who you are you're still trying to figure out which friends you're going to keep in your life and all that kind of stuff so yeah what was your experience for a lot of my friends, they have friends of seven years or eight years or a lifetime. Because I was an only child and I moved a bit and I don't really give a shit. Like, I, I have this theory <laughs> where I even tell all my best friends today. I'm like, yeah, we have a two and a half year expiration date. And they're like, what? Like, yeah, like, I don't keep friends longer than three years. And they're like, what? And we make a joke about it because everyone's trying to beat my three-year record. But, my like, it's – I don't know. I don't attach myself to people because, like – I like to grow, and if you're not changing your circle, um, 
not to say I'm like trying to like swap out friends to get higher on top, uh, on top of the social ladder. Like I'm not saying that. It's just like I don't see it as a bad thing to not keep friends. It means you're growing. Like mm-hmm. I have a really different perspective where I feel like if you're not, if you're, if you have to reintroduce yourself to people or if you're evolving, it's a really good thing. Like I think it's really cool. I think so too. I think it's nice to be able to, you know, venture out. But I feel like that was just the biggest thing for me in high school. I feel like no one ever ventured out of their circle except for me. So I always felt like the most lonely person because I was friends with everyone, meaning that I was never really close to anyone. But that was the thing that made it so much easier for me to just kind of pick everything up and move to New York City and meet new people because it just felt like I wasn't attached, you know? So, I mean, I guess as an only child, it is probably easier to be like, well, I mean, I spend time with myself anyway, so myself is my best friend, you know, type thing. But I guess some days I really do just kind of wish like, wow, I I mean, I wish I had that immediate friend circle to go to and all that stuff. But for me, there's no reason to force those relationships. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, for me, I was, I'm a hopeless romantic as well. So like for my relationships, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, I don't I literally don't keep like boys just don't like me or they they leave me except I don't know. I just realized like, I, I'm not too, first of all, it's very rare. And this is kind of a weird, like brain, uh, kind of brain stopping theory, but you don't really like a person, like a friend for, for example, imagine your best friend or a, a guy, like you don't really like the person. You like what the person either does for you or how they make you feel. Like you like the conversations you have, but rarely, especially if they're a newer friend, like you don't really like the person as who they are because if they do a mistake right. or a flaw, you don't like the whole package. So I feel like, for example, there's this guy, like I didn't like, he even told me, he's like, you don't even like me. You like the thought of me. And I was like, what? And I think this goes to like a lot of friends like you you like the thought of the person because sometimes if they do something bad or they can't accept you for like you know uh you know dropping out of school or going to the like your next um big career space it's because they like the thought of you too like it also goes vice versa so like when you start to think about that and you realize like it's not about like first of all if you think your friends don't accept you understand that they like how do i explain it they don't actually know who you are in the full package because i evolve so much and i like to do different things i had this realization when one of my best friends called me out and basically told me when i left school that i was a traitor like literally called me a traitor and i was like what it's like you spend so much time working and not hanging out with me and i just said i mm-hmm. honestly was just like you don't actually like me for me like if someone really likes you and supports you they'd support you in what you do they just like thought of me agreed. being around her so you you really if if you do actually decide to go off into a new path it actually helps you find your right friends. It's because the people that truly accept you and let you do what you want to do actually are your real friends. So you're going to actually find, maybe you face this as well, but like the fake friends that judge you for doing YouTube or social media, they they, they never liked you. Even even if you, exactly. even if you did like YouTube and um, like, you know, they're like, I like the old Jada where she didn't do all this and she was normal. Like, she not, no, they never liked you. They liked the thought of you. So that's kind of what I realized. I feel the exact same way. Again, friends was just one of those things where I know I'm a good friend to somebody, you know, like I will always treat someone with respect. And that's just something that I pride myself in. But it seems as though as when you're doing something for yourself and they're not doing something for themselves they get upset at you like I don't I just don't understand that whole process it was always just such a thing like friends was always just kind of the worst like scenario that I would do like I'd rather deal with guy friends like than to ever deal with girlfriends because I feel like that was just always such a catty thing I don't know what it is no you're so chill so freaking chill I was always I was always the girl that was hanging out and playing like 
football with the third grade guys. Like that was always me because I just never wanted to deal with it. Plato, but just wait. Once you and your boys circle around you and they start to want to date you, it gets hecka awkward. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Like literally, I don't know. Like friends would like people in friend circles, they would always throw each other around and date each other around. And I'm like, no, so I've got to go. No, in high school, I think it's so when people swap partners with their friends. That's so, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's such a big thing. I don't get it. Like, and I never engaged in that. Like, if I saw that happening, I would just go to a whole other, like, circle that didn't even exist. I just never dealt with that. And I just felt so annoyed. Like, I feel like the one, the biggest thing when I graduated and just moved, everyone got so mad at me and guess what they also like weren't confident enough to tell me like what was up like never had a conversation with it it was always through the grapevine and they had it with themselves so it was never a thing where they were like hey Jada like I feel like you know we should hang out more because you know you're leaving like it was never that they like turned it on me said that I was quote-unquote hanging out with my now senior friends because I was graduating and then like didn't even make the effort and then started talking about me and then you know and then that's where I was like am I really like a bad friend like no I'm just venturing out and like doing my thing like why would I hold back onto something if you weren't even willing to make the effort in the first place and I I mean that goes with everything friendships relationships even just like mentors in your life like if they're not if they're no longer serving you there's no reason to keep on to them totally changing course a little bit but what are some current projects that you're working on with whatever you're doing and how have you been able to keep up with them and kind of stay motivated and driven with them especially because you know you get bored you want to change some things so I right now I would say my most of my life other than making content on YouTube for myself and my own YouTube channels. Most of my life is working with brands on marketing. So there's two parts to my business for the brand side. So like I mentioned, my company, X8 Media, uh, we do YouTube marketing. So we're launching channels and developing uh, strategies for other brands, typically in like the commerce platform space. Um, And then on the other side, we do, we've recently, recently, this is like brand new, like the last month type thing. Um, we recently offer branding and brand identity packages for brands who are doing like rebrands. So right now we're working with this one company in Dubai, super random, but we're develop. I, I literally just finished this before this call. We're developing a new brand kit strategy because what I realized is a lot of brands, when they're doing marketing, they don't have a really good, like, solid brand. Like, yes, they have a logo and colors, but they, they don't have the values. So like whenever I realized when we're ever doing, we got hired to do like um, influencer marketing campaigns or got hired to like do YouTube strategy, they had no, they had not a good foundation to, to really thrive off of it. Because if, for example, mm-hmm. I'm not, this is not the company we're working with, but if your company is like a paper towel company and there's nothing to it, no matter how good your marketing, if even if you go David Dobrik, you're not going to sell paper towels. It's plain <laughs> paper towels. We really have to make the paper towels more interesting. So that's what we've been doing. Um, in addition, my company does that. So I have a team right now that kind of manages those projects. And what I'm really passionate about other than the the brand side is working with influencers. So uh, we because we do we manage influencer marketing campaigns for some brands, I also just like to make content for influencers. So right now we're launching an event. And Jada, you should come. Um, called The Green Room. So it's going to be a virtual event. Just getting ready in two months to launch that. It's on October 3rd. It's essentially a place where... Mean um, Girls Day. Yeah, I know. I know. Literally. It's, it's, you know, <laughs> um, no, it's a place where um, influencers can meet other, other creators. And we have some speakers, panels, and we even have some networking circles. It's going to be called um, Green Room Live. But we have certain activities like pen pals. So you can meet like another creator and literally like write a letter. We have some other activities that are um, super fun. So I'm really excited for that. So yeah, working with brands and working with 
influencers. That's exciting. You sound like you've been keeping busy for sure. It sounds so fun to be productive and so fun to be just like, go, go, go. And like, I've got this together, but like, really like, how have you been like mentally? And like, how have you been dealing with everything else going on and still trying to maintain, you know, structure with what's going on with your businesses? Willis the pandemic and Willis social justice movements and literally everything else going on in the world? Mentally, good question. I think um, you could be doing something really important. Actually, I would love to talk about this more is you could be doing so good in your career, your social media, your professional life, but absolutely shit in your personal life. This can go vice versa. If you're doing bad in your business, it doesn't mean you have to be bad in yourself. So I love this question because yeah, I mean, I've personally definitely had a few, few mental breakdowns in the past month I think it's quite that's normal. real that's real and yeah I think that no right right now I'm fine like I think my biggest struggle probably in the start of quarantine was I think I think there's a lot of fear especially with um all all the um you know coronavirus and black lives matter thing and I think I did I did attend a few protests which is awesome like that was actually really epic to see and you know the fear continues like there's always something going on in the world. So I, I did have to like really um, practice stillness. So I meditated it a lot. I think in my personal life, because I didn't see a lot of friends, I did look at the news a lot and it did kind of mentally, um, I don't know, it made me more aware, but also pretty negative. I definitely tried to fix it by drowning myself in work. And I think what I've learned is you should not do that. You should give yourself time to read a book, meditate. I surfed a lot or worked out and you don't, if you're trying to really help the world, it starts by helping yourself. Like there is no point to drown yourself. Like, okay, especially, and this is kind of my opinion, but say you can't help, for example, for Black Lives Matter, you can't donate, right? Or you you don't have, there's not, maybe not financials. Like there's a ton of resources where you can educate yourself and do all the things you need, but also like take care of yourself. I, I knew a lot of people during this time that didn't sleep or eat. And I'm like, if you really want to help others and help the world, it starts with yourself. Like, you know, figure it out. Like, let's like, I just take it. Like literally it doesn't have to be big where you like get a big company and then donate a bunch of it. Like, no, it just starts with like taking care of yourself and then you can make your, oh, your own change, your own, your own community. So I think because of this, in a weird way, by being selfish and not in a way of like hoarding money or hoarding all these like personal times, but like, especially with a lot of, when your community needs you, it's when you need to be like, good to yourself it needs you need to be your best so like take care of yourself and I think what I've been doing is uh selfishly if people call me at 7 p.m I don't pick I just don't pick up like I need my own time and I think a lot of people during this time just need to practice saying no and and practicing more yes Mm -hmm. to yourself I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. And that's so true. I mean, you can't help others when, you know, you can't help yourself. I think it's called like the oxygen mass theory or something. You know how when you're on an airplane (laughs) or something and they tell you like, yeah, they tell you like, put on your oxygen mask before helping others. Because yeah, like if you're helping someone else, like you literally can't help someone else because you don't have your own on. So I mean, it completely makes sense. And so yeah, I really like how you said practicing stillness. Because I mean, this time everyone's just been kind of alone and in their own minds. And that's something scary when we're all all just constantly go, 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 and not really taking the time to think about what we're doing and what we're consuming and how we're consuming, like whether that's social media, the food we eat, like literally anything. So, I mean, I guess just really sitting down and taking that time is what was scary for people. But now that we were kind of forced to do it on our own, everyone's like, oh yeah, like being alone is kind of scary. But like at the same time, it's nice to get that time to actually like have the time to reflect, you know? So I don't know if you've been feeling that way and just, you know, getting your own time, but it seems like, you know, you've been taking 
working in your own craft on surfing and like doing a lot of stuff. And I think it's really important that we just all take that time to do something. Um, and then, yeah, I feel like we can all make the world a slightly better place. Like if everyone were just to focus on themselves a little bit more, which sounds kind of contradicting, but I think, I think it makes sense. Yeah. The world would be such that you, you put it in the right words. The world would be such a better place if people just took care of themselves more. Cause so many people are just trying to climb on other people's bullshit and like pick people and like especially with cancel culture just like let people live yeah let people live let people learn and then put that energy that you were you know gonna comment some hate comment into yourself like put it into something else it just it makes no sense to me but maybe we're just being logical i wanted to ask you a bit about businessy kind of stuff because i feel like it's really nice to get insight on someone you know who's near an age that's also doing kind of the similar you know thing as me when you're building a team and when you're building a business where do you even start with that like did you teach yourself how to just kind of build a team or where did you start learning all this stuff because I mean it's really important to be you know really correct when you're doing a lot of legal things and involving contracts and doing your own taxes and making sure everything's in check how did you learn all that stuff I'm probably trial and error I think my first team was probably when I was like 16 or 15 and it was just my friends getting like it doesn't have to be fancy like all you have like this is the fundamental thing you need to know what's the only thing that Jada or I can do like what is if I were to focus on one thing that would make me and, and that would contribute to my goal, like what is the one thing I can do to get to my goal? And ask yourself, like what? There's literally a book called The One Thing. If you're curious, ask yourself, what is the one thing? Like not not the five things, not just just one thing. And then once you understand what the one thing is, then you can build a team. Then you can get the people around you to the other things that are not your one thing. Makes you, sense. You want to find right. other people that have one thing. So you, the worst thing you do is get five people that don't have one thing. Like I've seen, I don't even know how, but my friends have companies where they have literally five co-founders doing the same thing and nothing gets done because no one has their one thing. Oh no. Same, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, my first business, like there was nothing, there was no one, it was just, it was a mess. So I think before you start a team, I think that's why I think what I learned is you can try, just trial and error really. I think it starts with reading the one thing it's a really good book. And it basically says like, what is my goal? What are what are the things I'm doing right now? And out of this list, what is the one thing that's the most important that will actually get to my goal? So for example, if your goal was to um, be a – create a film that makes a million views on YouTube and get sponsors, right? Um, that's mm-hmm. your goal. Say in a day you do script writing, acting, you do reaching out to brands, you do content creation – and then you want to ask yourself, like, what is the one thing that I can do? Like, what's the only thing out of this list that makes it special? And for maybe for mm-hmm. you, it's script writing. Or maybe for you, it's the overall, like, getting, you know, uh, reaching out of brands. And then everything else, what you wrote down, find people to fill that place. That's how you build a team. I like how you gave insight on that and that, you know, you literally read it from a book as well. So books are great mentors as well. So what kind of books have you been reading? Or, like, what other book recommendations would you have? A few. I think my favorite book – right now I'm reading a book called – um letting go of uh love is letting go of fear it's a very psychological book if you have issues with forgiving yourself or or or, um if you if you have a struggle with if you have a lot of past trauma (laughs) this book is good i don't have a ton of past trauma but it's, it's a good book the second book is how to worry about money less by the school of life this book is so good if you have an issue with like making money not even making money but like being so eager to make money, this you have to read this book because it basically makes you question the whole point of money. I'll kind of recap it just so if you guys are curious, but this whole book basically is a perfect 
book for someone who wants to make a million dollars because there's literally there's so many studies where after you make a certain um, income like 80 I think it's 75k a year in the US or I think 100k the level of happiness decreases and like it just basically tells you what's the whole point of money because um, money is technically never yours a lot of people identify with money like I made a million dollars this year that's who I am but when you think about it money is not even real it's not very yours like first of all you never really see it it's a number in your bank account so like it's like right, what, what exactly. the heck? people literally I mean I still do this I sweat over the digits of a digital bank account like, I don't even see oh same. Second of, all, of course second of all money's never yours because 10% goes to tax 10% goes to your lord mm-hmm. 20% goes to your manager 30% goes on like like money is never yours and I think happiness there's and then the book, the last part of the book basically says something that can make you happy can be like literally it's typically like under 10 bucks. Like if it's going on a picnic, the food's like to five, but like more money does not equal more happiness. And it's pretty obvious, but this book really breaks it down. So those two books I would recommend. That sounds, that sounds amazing. I just know so many people, including myself, who just need to read it and like need a quick check. So I really like that a lot and we'll definitely put that on my list. So I always ask this question to all of my people on the podcast, but what does a week in your life look like? Ooh, cool. I have a calendar actually, so I can walk you through it. Oh, done and done. So in the start of the week, I do a brain dump. A brain dump, I'm reading another book called The Productivity Project, which is another good book I recommend. But um, your brain is not meant to contain information. It's meant to think ideas. So stop containing it. Um, So I, I... just on a notebook like I just have this shit two dollar target notebook I'm not a huge journal <laughs> person but you can do that I do that on Sunday Same. then I will literally categorize my brain dump into four categories um important and urgent important and not urgent not important and urgent not important uh. and not urgent I only do the shit that is important and urgent I don't do anything else. So I, I basically like, okay, th- now I know what to do this week. Um, essentially what I'll do is I kind of calendar everything. Like I'm kind of a freak where I will Google calendar my own appointment. Like obviously I have me, I have a quite a bit of meetings. Like I think I, think I take around, I already know this on zoom. Um, my, like my screen time on zoom is like around like four or five hours a day. So other than that, I don't really count that as work because it's, it's just like, conversing with people but other than that um i will schedule in time blocks of one to two hours a day typically between my peak area between like 10 or 12 and i will do the tasks that are on my urgent and important list and i actually use a couple of tools like i do my brain dump on a piece of paper but i use um notion and google calendar like make it a bit more sturdy i also Mm -hmm. use a couple i use so I'm, I'm probably a huge slacker as well. Like I use Slack to communicate to teams. Mm-hmm. And um, other than that, that's kind of my main my main schedule. And as as a week in my life, Sunday, like I mentioned, is a planning day for brain dumping. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I check my emails. I do not check emails on every day. I I there's the book Productivity Project basically says that um don't check your emails. Like like right. Don't, don't check your like I don't even. I delete Instagram and TikTok from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. because I just hate like multitasking is not productive. So I realized like I rather have five time five hours of my own left like my own focused Netflix time versus like watching Netflix and doing something at the same time. So I'm a huge like multitasker 
anti-multitasker. So I guess my <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, Friday is kind of where I check my emails and I do all like the communication stuff. Tuesdays and Thursdays are more like me on my laptop alone, which I really enjoy. And Thursdays are typically my filming days for my channels and client work. And then, yeah, I like to take Saturday off. Like I, I don't – I didn't do this before. I thought it was stupid. But uh, I like to just do nothing on Saturday. Like I will either just – surf see a friend or cook like I, I like I like doing nothing on Saturday because um, it sets me up for my Sunday brain dump again and I think it's really important especially as a creative person to allow yourself to not be booked every single minute like Monday and Friday I'm, I'm quite busy but Saturday do whatever the freak I want and I think it's really important to have that time yeah agreed agreed and I'm glad that you yeah give yourself that one day to be like you know what I'm gonna chill and take this time to myself so we've come to the end of the episode and the last question that I ask everyone is what is your top adulting tip for the listeners honestly my biggest tip is not I mean here's my in my perspective I think we should stop being adults in a sense of like be a child be be fearless um and and like genuinely don't do the rational thing like i genuinely think, think like here's an example whenever i expect money or like i need to make this amount of money and i need to hit this amount of revenue and grow this to size and get these money nothing comes okay it doesn't come the world is i wish it worked like that but it doesn't things come to you when you least it's expected it's when you like Agreed, you get a video that's right. viral when you don't expect it you get a client when you don't do anything like so because of this, because the nature of how things go, like my best advice is to do the thing that your gut is telling you. So like the sometimes illogical thing and be childish. Like don't take yourself that seriously. Like life is life is um that's why you should read the book about it, don't worry about money as much because if you literally take yourself too seriously, you're it's going to be why you're so stressed. Like at the end of the day, if mm-hmm. you have a goal, it's a fun, it's in a weird way. It's fine if you don't hit your goal because, like, you're everyone's gonna die. So it's it's a it's a right, weird right. advice. That's so funny. But if you take yourself so seriously and you have a stick up your ass and be like, I need to hit these amount of subscribers. And if I don't, I'm like, no, like enjoy your life. And I think Agreed. that um, especially for a lot of people that are entrepreneurial today, like you don't need to build the next Uber. You you don't even need a you don't even need mm-hmm. to like. Like, I think I had this mindset too. I was like, I need to help a million people. Like, no, you don't. Just help yourself. And life will be so much. And I'm only 19, so I don't know what I'm talking about. But my dad gave me this advice as well. He's just like, don't take yourself seriously. Like, be childish, have fun, and do stuff for you. I think it goes back to taking care of yourself first. And if it's the illogical thing, then do it. Because the only person that matters is you. I love how you brought up the, you know, we're all going to die type thing. Like as dark as that is, it's like, that is so true. Like why worry about all this stuff? It's so much better to just be curious and be open to everything and just kind of (laughs) absorb everything like a child. Like I really do love that mindset so much. And I'm so glad that you incorporated that into today's adulting tip. But yeah, with that being said, thank you so much, Jade, for coming on. Go ahead and shout out your socials real quick for everybody. Yeah, you can follow me. My Usernames are Jade Dharma Wangza on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, uh, anywhere you can find me there. Cool. And I will have that all linked down below so you guys don't have to work that hard. And yeah, thanks again, Jade. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode.